Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. And welcome to Hagman. This is the Hagman Report, where truth can't be silenced. Websites to the truth include HagmanReportLive.com and HagmanReport.com. Uh, i got a stacked, packed, and uh, just information-filled show for you today. I want to tell you that we've got, uh, I've got just so much to get into. My guest uh, coming out of the gate and remaining throughout the program is going to be Steve Quayle from SteveQuayle.com. And the reason, uh, you know, I asked him to come on today, just him and I, because I'll tell you something, what's going on right now in Washington, D.C., who called this? It's, it, he called it. It's been called, all right? In other words, remember, remember those accusing us of fear porn. Remember those accusing us of, well, you're, it's, it's hyperbole. Um, um, oh, my goodness, you know, you're just overstating things. No, they're not coming for your guns. Yeah, they're coming for your guns. Um, remember, um, just civil war, talks about civil war. Oh, there could never be civil war. Now people are, people are talking about civil war. Oh, there could never be such a, you know, America's not, not in disarray. Hey, guess what? America's in disarray. And guess where America is in disarray? It's at the hands of the leftists. I want to welcome you this evening to this program again. Um, perhaps the most, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say I told you so, because I, that's not really, or Steve would not say I told you so. That's not really what this is about. This is about taking inventory, taking stock of where we're at and preparing accordingly. And, you know, again, for all of the naysayers, and do you know something? I got to tell you something. One of the interesting things, and and, and this, <laughs> I I've, I went through a lot of uh a lot of Steve's articles from 2012, uh, 2010, the ones that he focused on, um, actually through the Wayback Machine over the last couple of days, uh, in two different two different sources or two different uh, uh, segments of time. Right after 2001, I went through his uh, headlines. And then again in 2010 through 2014. And let me tell you something, okay? Every single one of those headlines is pertinent today. Now, was it early, earlier than expected? Yes, but I'd much rather have the information early than late. I don't know about you, but that's just me. And for example, uh, they're coming after you. Yes, this has been admitted. They're coming after your guns. Yes, they're coming to essentially kill us. Now, you can, you can argue the uh, finer points of that statement, but ultimately, isn't that what they're doing anyway with unborn children, with the elderly? Hey, let's, uh, let's have infanticide. Let's have end-of-life, oh, palliative care that involves, yeah, um, you know, t- taking, taking out the individual. In other words, uh, ending their lives. Never before, and I, I have to admit, I was a little skeptical when I saw the headlines back in, uh, you know, 02, 03. I thought, man, that could never get this bad. And then 2010, 20, or 2006, 7, 8, when I signed on and started seeing how bad it was, the pushback from uh, the left, I expect, the pushback from the right, the conservatives or self-proclaiming conservatives, and especially the Christian conservatives, uh, just surprised me, but not anymore. 
And you know, it's it's funny because right now, uh, it's the Christian conservatives and the crosshairs they're being offered up to. Uh, of course, uh, you know the pagan god Moloch. Okay, argue if you will, if you want uh, about the accuracy of that. I, I don't I don't see that there's anything inaccurate about that. But you know, the left worships the the paid pagan god Moloch or. Uh, uh, while we worship, we in the right worship uh, the God of the Holy Bible, the Christian God, and that's where the that's where a lot of uh, look. We're fighting a spiritual battle. Now, I'm not I'm not just tossing a bunch of words out here, just to talk and, and such. I am telling you right now where we are today. Look at the impeachment hearing, okay? The impeachment inquiry, yeah, because really this is not a a true impeachment hearing. Well, I guess one could argue that it is, again, four times in history, four times in history, twice with Andrew Johnson, once with William Jefferson Clinton, and now um, uh, President Donald J. Trump. This is a coup. This is not anything less than a coup. This is to take down President Trump. But see, he's just the stopgap between you and I. That's all that is. I mean, President, believe me, he's, but, but, but you know what? I was talking with Coach Dave Dobmeyer early this morning, CoachDaveLive.com, by the way. He's had a great uh, show today. Let me ask you guys a question. Are you all tired of playing defense? Are you tired of playing defense? How many blows are you going to take as a constitutionalist, as a Christian, as a conservative? How many blows are you willing to take to the torso, to the head? Oh, and, you know, it's not just, you know, with the normal boxing gloves in a boxing uh, uh, arena, uh, you know, with the, the rules. No, no, no. This is a street fight, a street fight to the death. So let me ask you again, are you okay with playing defense? And are you okay with absorbing the blows? I'm not, nor should you be. I mentioned the earlier articles from back in the uh, uh, early 21st century of Steve Quayle's site and the early articles, uh, again, you know, when I became awakened. And I'm looking at this and very prophetic, very uh, forward-looking. And uh, Steve Quayle was correct in isolating some of the articles, some of the headlines of that day. And all of the blowback, again, coming, the majority of the blowback, you expect it from the leftist lunatic left. You expect that, right? I expect it. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if they're your enemies, why wouldn't you expect blowback, right? But what I didn't expect to see was really many on the right or self-proclaimed Christians uh, saying, well, this is a bunch of fear porn. This is not happening. Uh, this can't happen. This won't happen. Oh, America, uh, you're not living under martial law. You're not living under tyranny. You know, again, I saw that in a, in a legal filing recently. Uh, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. What do you call the social media censorship? What do you call that? Is that just, uh, you know, if that's not the road to tyranny, what is? Um, what do you call the, uh, yeah, hell yeah, I'm coming after your AR-15. Hell yeah, I'm coming after your AK-47. What do you call that? Is that, uh, is that constitutionally okay? Is that okay? No, no, it's not. It, it, is, it is a Marxist, communist agenda that's at play. 
Now, again, I've got a great show lined up for you. The second day of the impeachment hearings televised, of course, yesterday was, a, in my view anyway, was just an embarrassment for the left. And I'll tell you that about that in a second. Um, and I watched uh, Rachel Maddow uh, at 1 o'clock this morning, whenever it was. I don't know what impeachment hearings she was looking at, and much on the MSNBC. I don't know which impeachment uh, uh, inquiry they were watching, but certainly there was a different message by both. All right, before we go any further, you know something? This What is this? Uh, November 14th, right? It's November. You're a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving. And you know what happens around Thanksgiving, right? At least if you give gifts for, for the holiday season, Oh, many people now. Now's the time. Now this time, people start uh, looking at uh, gift buying. Well, again, the holidays are approaching, and you may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra extra money. Hey, I know we are, folks. I've got a way that maybe you haven't thought of. Now, listen carefully. Here's a here's a great way of doing it: consolidate your high interest credit card balances to a lower rate and save with Lightstream. All right, you can get a I, I, man. I could spend an hour talking about all of the great qualities of Light, Lightstream. First of all, you can get a, a rate as low as five point nine five percent APR with AutoPay, which is much lower than the national average rate of over twenty percent APR. Hey, Jimmy Carter, remember that? Just kidding. Hey, if, plus your rate is fixed so the rates, conti- rates continue to rise. Your low rate stays right where it's at. So, and, and there are no fees. So you can even, and you can even get your money as soon as the same day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit, well, they deserve a better loan experience. And that's exactly what you, what they deliver and what you receive. And again, the holidays, they're approaching. How are you going to save money? This is a great idea. Consolidate your credit cards. It just makes sense. So here's what uh, my friends at Lightstream worked out with me. And just for you, the listeners of this program, you can now get a, apply now to get a very special interest rate discount. And folks, do it before they change their minds. I'm telling you. I, I had to double check. I don't want them to change it. So do it now. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Hagman. That is Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Hagman. And let me spell Hagman for you. H-A-G-M-A-N-N. Folks, this is subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply. And offers are subject subject to change without notice. Folks, just visit Lightstream.com slash Hagman. Do it today for more information, all the information you need. There are some fine folks at Lightstream. Okay, real quick, let me summarize. I, I said this last night. I played this last night. By the way, um, I, I kind of did last night. And I apologize for the late start last night. But uh, that was a no frills, no, fr- no frills program last night. It was audio only, but no frills. But I played this, and I summarized. If you want to know what the impeachment hearings, if you will, are all about, who better to explain it in about a minute and a half than Jim Jordan? Okay, here's Jim Jordan giving you, the American people, making it very clear what the impeachment hearings, the impeachment inquisition, what this coup is all about. 
and what this is based on. Now think about this, and then I'm going to play the clip and bring Steve on. Um, and and I, I'd love to hear what Steve got, has got to say about this, because here's what I want you to here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about you being in the courtroom, maybe as a juror, hopefully as a juror, as opposed to a defendant. Anyway, and listening to this as a basis for an impeachment or as a basis for a claim. Let's play Jim Jordan. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told, Ambassador Taylor, that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmack on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. Now, this is his clarification. Let me read it one more time. Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. All right. Did you all get all that? Is that clear now for you? That is an actual clarification read into the congressional record during the impeachment proceedings, about which was actually a clarification that that was a clarification. Jim Jordan, of course, making uh, someone making fun of it, but but showing the absurdity of what's taking place. But I ask you, did you get all that? Oh, did you hear that on on the evening news? Did you hear that on MSNBC? Probably not. The bottom line here, and the reason I started out with Steve, see, I have a reason. The reason why I started out with Steve Quayle. Headlines from two thousand, you know, early two thousands, and then again in um, you know two thousand five, six, seven, into ten, twelve, thirteen, is because what we're seeing today is exactly what Steve Quayle told you about in uh, right after the uh, really at the beginning of the twenty first century, and you mocked and you laughed. Not not you, the, the audience, but many mocked and laughed. Even me, I said, "No, nah, it can't be." So here we are in 2019, and listening to this as evidence in, in an impeachment hearing, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. All of this, the bottom line, all of this is to cover up for the misdeeds, for the actual criminality of the Democrat left. And by Democrat, I mean demon, in my view anyway, demon infested left to take down this great republic of ours that's their intent they they're doing it by way of taking down donald trump they couldn't take him out as a candidate they couldn't take him out as a president elect they couldn't take him out with the russia spygate bs the mueller report now they're trying plan what f G, they're trying impeachment. Because see, at the end of the day, not only are they coming after Trump, they're coming after you, they're coming after me, and even worse, and I want you to think about this, they're coming after your children and grandchildren. All right, having said all of that, let's bring Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, a man far ahead of his time, a man who's been in the, in the ring, who's been bloodied and beaten, figuratively speaking, of course, but a man who knows what he's talking about, Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Steve, thanks for joining me. 
Well, Doug, I, I've been listening to you. And again, I think the thing that people have got to associate the word coup with is the intentional overthrow of our constitutional republic by using all means of treason, treachery, murder, and mayhem. And that's just my introduction. When I knew I was coming on with you today, I started praying last night. It was up at two o'clock. And thank you guys for praying for me to get sleep. Uh, you know, I got four hours of sleep from 10 to two. And that to me is a miracle. So I seriously thank everybody. But the thing that flooded my soul, flooded my heart, and just I couldn't get away from, Doug, is that the disassociation with what all is in play is absolutely, as you just articulated it, it affects our children and our grandchildren. I asked the Lord, and boy, I was troubled. When I say troubled, that doesn't mean angry. I know that the Bible talks about people being troubled in the night. And I felt the Lord said something to me and gave me scripture for it. Now, I always want to get scripture for everything. I'm not a Bible thumper. I am accused of everything. And look, you know, I'm tired of... I can't say a certain word, but I'm tired of crybaby wannabe Christians who have compromised with the uh, the lingua franca, the common language of the day of what's politically or even sexually pervertedly correct. And I felt like the Lord asked me to ask everyone on your show today. And you don't even know this because, you know, I mean, this is how fresh it is. And the Lord said, Steve, ask my people. If they are selling their birthright, which I died and was resurrected for, for the praise of man, for the praise of man, and do they care more about what men think and their public standing than their eternal standing with me? And then he said this. He said, Steve, fear rules the day. I'm looking off to my note because I want to get this right. And there is no fear of God in the land. Well, Doug, you and I both know that very few voices that, that speak up, stand up, and will uh, ante up and to basically defend not only the gospel, but the lateness of the hour. And, and, and here's what's problematic to me, and it's problematic to you, and it vexes my spirit. I look at my granddaughter, and, and fortunately, God bless her, she's 15 now, uh, and she, she's really, really got a heart for the Lord, and she listens to all my broadcasts. And I said to her, I, I won't even say her name because I don't want people to know her name, but I said, well, just her first initial is A. I said, hey, honey, what do, what do you see coming? And she just instantly, not repeated to me, thank you, Jesus. She repeated what the word of God said. So I want to share something, Doug, and I'm going to turn it right back after you. Because America has held its birthright, its existent right. We will not stand up for what's right. And, and uh, I know that you and Dave had this conversation, Dave Daubermeyer. I say this, if they've done to the little people, if they butchered the babies in the womb, if they're drinking their blood, if they're tearing their uh, limbs from limb to limb, if they're sucking their brains off, if they're doing live vivisections to them, what are they going to do to you? What are they going to do to us? And so Genesis 25, 26, 34 came. It's a story of two twins. It's a story of Jacob, his name means supplanter, and Esau. And listen, this is so important. I think it will really strike home. And my prayer is that God literally smites the heart of those who listen to this to say, it's about time, Lord, I get rid of the fear of man and stand up for you in the power of your might and in your strength. And after that came his brother out, talking about 
obviously, uh, uh, Jacob and Esau's birth. And his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. And Jacob was a plain man dwelling in his tents. And Isaac loved Esau, but he did eat of his venison. But Rebekah loved Jacob. There's two people here. There's two twins. One is a, uh, a, a, a child of inheritance. The other is a child of promise. We're talking today, Doug, to the children of promise that the living God sent his son Jesus to die for, to raise him from the dead, that we might be raised again. So I'm saying you are children of promise. If you are redeemed by the most high God, quit the settling for the dust and the uh, uh, the trappings off of Satan's uh, uh, attack on you. And Isaac loved Esau because he yeah. did eat of his medicine, but Rebekah loved Jacob. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee. Now, Jacob is, is in the kitchen making the pottage or whatever, the evening meal. And Esau came from the field and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I'm faint. Therefore, was his name called Edom, because I guess he was red, reddish-looking, ruddy. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. Here his brother comes in. He's hungry from a day's hunt. He wants to eat, and he wants to eat at any cost. I want you to put that in the context if you want the praise of men at any cost, okay? And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. That is the absolute offer that now the Christians are taking up to sell their birthright, and they're taking it at the hand of the evil one. And Esau said, Behold, I'm at the point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and, and, and Esau did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. And despised his birthright just simply means this. He held it in contempt. My question today, and I'm going to throw it right back to you, Doug. Do you believe that that which presents itself as Christianity any longer is biblically accurate in the representation of the sacrifice Jesus made, the commission to go the therefore and preach the gospel? Or do you think mankind and, and that which calls itself Christian, you know, I use the word claimants, are more uh, concerned with what people think, their Facebook likes, and you know what I call Facebook, the faces of, uh, uh, faces of death book likes, than they are of what God, what is pleasing in God's sight. And that's where we're at, Doug, because we're under attack. And, and if people could even put into context, and we'll do it in the, in the bottom of this, or not in the bottom, but in the body of this show, What's going on? You, I'm serious. Do they leave on the planet, uh, Deniacus? You know, do are, are the uh, mainstream Christians? I got an email today uh, of a brother in the Lord just saying, I bring up the book of Revelation at my church or the prophecies of Daniel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and, and a book of Revelation, and they flee from me. So, Doug, there's where we're at today because I, I am saying this, and this really ties into what you're saying. What are you willing to stand for? What are you willing to die for? But let's take not even what, how about who? And, and you know, again, Doug, we, we've had this talk on your show. 
There are no such things as good Christians, only forgiven ones. There are no such things as favored Christians, only obedience. In the level of obedience will be God's response in favor. I'm not talking about salvation now. I'm talking about commission. So we are at a, we're no longer, I'm saying this, we're at flashpoint. The spineless Republicans, which I call jellyfish, and I call them jellyfishians because even Paul Ryan claimed to be a believer. Uh, yeah, not in uh, the God of the Old or New Testament. And there is no fear of God in the land. And when the fear of God is in the land, men turn from evil. But when there is no fear of God in the land, men embrace evil. So we're dug at the most critical crisis uh, centered point in all of our existence all the time. You've been on talk radio as a private investigator, uh, all the things that I've done, whatever I've done. And I'm looking back at everything going, God, only that which has been done for you counts. So, sir, I turn it over to you. You know, that was so well said. Um, you are correct. You know, everything, it seems to me that the label Christianity means different things to different people. And, and it's often confused with religion. Um, uh, and everything, it seems like everything that man touches, man perverts, whether it's... Uh, um, it, it just seems that way. So, um, I had mentioned to you earlier today, and I'm glad you kind of smacked me upside the head. And, and I'm going to tell people this I had a conversation off air with Steve, and I said, You know, I'm not a good Christian, I'm really not a good Christian. And, and he said, Stop right there. And, and uh, Steve, I think it's important because a lot of people feel this way. If you want to tell people your response to my admission that i'm not a good christian can you do you mind going over that yeah i i don't mind because here's the thing there are people that believe that through the protocols of religion they establish a righteousness they do this they don't do that well i thank god i'm not like all the rest of those sinners well i got news for you that was a pharisaical attitude but i told doug and i'll tell everyone Jesus loves you. When you accept Jesus into your heart, repent of your sins and become water baptized out of obedience. You don't need to be water baptized to be saved, contrary to a teaching that's going around that was even present. Doug, at Pastor Langford's hickory thing. Right. That's heresy because it says repent and believe. Now, the reason Jesus was baptized by John is to fulfill obedience. That's saying I'm dying to the old world and it is an act of obedience. I've been water baptized, and for all of you, um, um, how should I say this carefully, all of you bowling ball people that keep uh, belaboring the point that if you're not baptized in Jesus' name, you're not saved. I was baptized in Jesus' name, the Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when I, I've only baptized, I don't know, some people at uh, Whitestone and maybe a couple of you know small parties of three or four. But here's the thing. People are fighting over religious issues, and there is no such thing as a good Christian, only a grateful and obedient Christian, because gratitude is what you see in the book of Romans, the first chapter, when men became ungrateful, they changed the glory of an incorruptible God into everything else they want to worship. Where are those saying, stop in the name of Jesus? I don't know who it is, the person, I'll probably never meet him on earth, but somebody took the idols that the entity, the false prophet, the Pope, had blessed and threw him into the river. Now we've got, you talked about, we have the statue of Moloch. Moloch, that statue, 
should infuriate beyond all. And I pray, I seriously do, I pray that God will either send an angel in the night or summon in the night and destroy that statue. I pray that the living God will take that statue of Molech and literally smash its face into the ground. Because, hey, Doug, that's what all the most powerful people in the world that are trying to overthrow uh, Donald Trump. That's who they worship. They worship Moloch, the whole Bohemian Grove, the, the years that Alex Jones snuck in there with a camera, which would have been better quality. But the gist of it is, is where is the Lord God of Elijah? The prophets of Baal and of Hale, H-E-L-L, are running rampant. And you know that Dave Dominier and I made the same statement, okay, that if they'll do that to God's little ones, our little brothers and sisters in the Lord, we didn't give a darn. I'll use that, lest the religious people, you know, if I use a certain word, they say I'm unhinged. Well, brother and sister, you're hinged and you are in the coffins. You are already died. You're dead in your orthodoxy. You just don't know it yet. Doug, you know this. You know your failings as a man. I know my failings as a man. But when we get our eyes off ourselves and onto Jesus himself, the word good doesn't have any, have any meaning in our realm outside of that which God does in us. Jesus, the Son of God, wouldn't even allow the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the scribes to call him good teacher. Jesus' own words, why call me good? For there is no one good save your Father which is in heaven. Jesus took the statement, I'm the Son of God. I mean, he's good by the standard, but he would not allow that to go to anybody but God in whom it is it is only deserved by King and King. Does that make sense to you? So I stop you whenever I hear I'm not a good Christian. Brother, Jesus said there are two men who came, the parable, and this will bless you, Doug, and it blesses everybody out there that feels they're not good enough. Jesus talked about uh, uh, two people. One said they would do the will of God and didn't. One said, I don't want to do it and did. Who did the will of God? Well, the obvious is the man who did the will of God. God uses foolish people, me, uh, uh, private investigators, you. Me, he, yep. uses, he uses anybody and everybody that makes themselves available to him. Here's a tragedy, Doug. As we're on your show tonight, the 14th of November, how many people are making themselves available to Jesus? How many people are even standing up, screaming out, even in their own newspapers or editorials? Granted, I understand that. But the day is coming. The ballot box has not succeeded. The next thing that will be in play is the cartridge box. And I'm on record 25 years ago stating that America is going to undergo a fighting civil war. And I've been told by my sources in the background who are the real sources. This isn't internet, blah, 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 friend of a friend. This is from his mouth to my ear. He's saying, Steve, the two factions in Washington are wet, ready to begin shooting at each other. Trump knows their plan, and the Brennanites know uh, Trump's plan. They're all using all their assets. Now, remember this, John Brennan and his intelligence uh, organization, he tapped into a whole lot of nasty people. And the thing is, is that we've got treason in our, we have treason. That's, that's against the law to overthrow the president of the United States. Yeah. We've got treason in Nancy Pelosi. And, and the Democrats, look at all the Democrats and the demon-infested cities. They've got plague. They've got uh, uh, fecal contaminant on the streets. Yep. You can't 
be uh, busted for, uh, you know, using, there are no bath, uh, bathroom facilities, but if you eat a sandwich, if you're poor, some guy, poor guy eating a sandwich on the street because there's a law against it, you arrest him. Meanwhile, some guy's taking a, a hot uh, bucket of diarrhea and dumping it on somebody's uh, head at the Hollywood Hall of Fame, uh, Walk of Fame. I will tell everybody this. If you get, live in California, pray about where you go in California. Amen. You don't go to where everybody else is. You never want to be there, especially where there are homeless people, helpless people. And one of the things everybody loses track of, if you want to lose an active agent, if you want to lose somebody who is, and listen, trained in mayhem, a secret agent, a spy, a guerrilla, a guerrilla, I was going to say guerrilla warfare. Uh, the point being is you can put them in the homeless uh, and, and put them uh, throughout. They can they can travel pretty much uncontested. They don't oh, yeah. have any. Money. And then they basically hook up at a, a dead drop. They they go someplace to get their orders and then they start it. So, again, you know, Doug, you, I and everyone who claims that Jesus Christ is Lord and our Savior, it is our heavenly father that's good. And I have purposed in my heart, Lord Jesus, I will never allow that statement, good, to be in any association with me. Look, I'm not good. I'm redeemed, okay? I'm a horrible person, but God is working to transform me from that. And I cannot change myself, but I yield to him to change. I submit. And through my obedience, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I should be. And I'll never really ever be what I'm ultimately uh, uh, called to be, probably until I get to glory. But the point is, is I'm on the road. And this is what is uh, Paul's analogy, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. We're like a ship on the sea and we're rudderless. And unfortunately, you know, and I mean this only in the, and, and we can't produce any longer. We can only consume. Every day, the stories of the slaughter of our brethren worldwide become greater and greater Christian persecution. Every day the news becomes darker and darker, a famine. I will tell you this, and I've said this 30 years ago, look, I have a biblical base. I had a hell base from the world. I was living it up and I was living it down. That man, if God hadn't saved me, I would be in hell, even now, multiple times over. Not melodrama true, but hey, I can say this. If you don't have a testimony, chances are you haven't had a test. And if your test is coming, brothers and sisters, how are you going to stand if you won't acknowledge Jesus now? Again, Doug, back to the statement. The Lord asked me, have my people sold their birthright? And their birthright is the power of God, uh, the joy of the Lord. Look, it's hard to have joy. And, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. That's a word that escapes me because I'm not in denial. I know the joy of the Lord is my strength. I know that he gives his beloved sleep. I also know he says, watchmen, give your sleep no eyes. Or give, yeah, give your sleep no eyes. <laughs> give your uh, eyes no sleep. Either way, I'm sorry, Doug, I'm prying them open. But the thing is, is that you've, you've come to the point, and I've come to the point, we've come to the point. Time to be on the quick. Defensiveness is over. Someone says, well, what if they kill me? At least you went out on the offense and not on the defense. Uh, when it comes to foreign policy, I don't think people pay attention to the. I mean, some people do, but a lot of people don't pay attention to the headlines. When I put up, Vladimir Putin has stated, if history, and this is a quote, is, as 
If history has proven me or shown me anything, it's they who strike first win. Okay? That's true. So when you're wondering about who's going to who, nuke who and what, here's the deal. Remember this. The ultimate goal of the globalists who I've sold their soul to Satan, the Luciferians, is to destroy all humanity and insert in its place, in our place, a new human plus. It will be a demonically infested uh, artificial construct that is beyond the place of redemption. That's why if you take the mark of the beast, you're damned because the mark of the beast will be a genetic attack weapon that will literally change the humanity in your genome into some kind of fallen angel composite. And therein lies the problem. So it's... And you were the first person to, in my view, or at least in my experience, the first person to really lay that out because I could not, I could never understand how that would work. Um, and and you, you laid it out by way of your books, you know, and, and it's very... Um, it's very critical for, at least I believe, for people to understand because you don't want to fall into that trap. You want to, you want to have that advanced knowledge. Now I understand the Bible provides you with the wisdom, with the word, with the knowledge. But if you can uh, also, uh, you know, educate yourself beyond, well, I want to be careful. If you can also educate yourself with respect to current events and what to look for, then I would suggest you do so. And that's what you've done. And you've provided this warning. Uh, but, but going back to the, uh, you said a couple of things here, because I think this all ties together. Have we sold uh, our birthright? Have, and that's the, that, that is the question of the day, I think, or of the year. That's number one. Number two, um, why? Why are Christians, why are conservatives, conservative Christians, why are conservative Christians constitutionalists, why are we always satisfied with playing defense? Coach Dave and I were speaking about this, about this uh, early this morning. And, and, you know, we have to start, I, I believe, growing a set if we're guys and if we're late. And to the ladies out there, I know, I'll tell you what, I know more, I know, like you do, I know more women who've got more testosterone and more uh, bravery than some guys do. So, Absolutely. So I, I, think, I, think, I think, you know, conversationally, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, we're at a point now, Steve, where people are looking at one another and say, okay, now what do we do? Um, are, are you tired yet of waiting for the plan to work itself out? Have you trusted the plan? And, and is that plan, I mean, how, how's that going for you? Uh, how, about, how about the rapture? You know, what happens? What's your plan B, by the way, if that doesn't exactly. happen? Okay. Exactly, Doug. Here's the thing. You know, um, <laughs> um, I had a pretty amazing encounter with Jesus. I'm not going to, you know, go into it, but in all that the Lord showed me, he showed me a history of the world in seconds, told me he would keep, and this was when I was face to face with him uh, after he lifted me up off the ground because I fell at his feet as one dead. And the thing is, is that I never saw the rapture. I was taught it because I came out of the Assembly of God Church, but I, I, I've got to tell you, in my early life as a Christian, I was on fire, okay? And I mean, I was truly on fire. They had to basically tether me down with multiple gantries because I was absolutely, I was in love with Jesus going forward. I came out of the Jesus movement. But one of the things I believe that the rapture has done, I think that has been, in my opinion, and before you tell me, Quayle's a heretic because he didn't believe in the rapture. No, trust me. 
if Jesus used the O word, overcomer, you know, a rapture does not enable you to overcome. I believe the rapture doctrine has done more damage to the necessity to be on the offensive and to go and take the world for the Lord Jesus Christ and the Great Commission than any other doctrine. I believe it's false doctrine. I know the history of it. I know pseudo-Ephraim, and trust me, they invented people in the Bible that tried to prove that it was an early church doctrine. It was not. So if you believe that, and I'll ask you, I think you asked me this one time, and it was a, I borrowed it from you. So how's that working out for you? We're facing everything in Matthew 24, Luke 21, what, Mark 16, 15, 16. We're facing right now the fulfillment of the prophecies of Daniel, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Joel, where, uh, Amos, Habakkuk. Uh, 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 the minor prophet Obadiah, when he claimed, though you set your nest amongst the stars, yet will I bring you down. Think about that one. Elon Musk and the world's billionaires are headed. Bezos, Musk, and, uh, oh, good night, uh, Branson, Richard Branson, are headed to the stars. Elon Musk is on record today is talking about, you know, uh, this planet's going to be uninhabitable. Yeah, because basically uh, so many people have plundered the planet, but they don't understand God. God has a word, and he said, after Jesus rules and reigns on planet Earth for a thousand years, I know Christians that don't believe that, but here's the deal. What do Christians believe, and how does it change their society? I want everybody to read the Francis Schaeffer books that are on YouTube, or not YouTube, but on uh, uh, the internet. Go through your favorite search engine, not gaggle, ah, gag. That's what I call it now. I don't call it with the O's. I call it with the A's. And, and if I can interject one thing here, conversationally again, uh, folks, Google is not a verb. Don't tell me to Google something. And if you're using that in a sentence and I hear you tell me, well, why don't you just Google it or I Google it, man, I'll tell you what, uh, back away because <laughs> go ahead. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, uh, they're changing the our language. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. The word to fear God simply means to, it means to embrace him, love him, thank him. I hold him in awe. You know, uh, I got into, well, I won't go there. I stopped, Steve, stop. It wasn't going to be a swear word. It was just going to be an illustration. It would only hurt the person that I had to rebuke. So I won't do that, believe it or not. But here's the thing. Fear of God, and I want to make this clear. I've studied the scriptures. I've studied history, ancient history, prehistory, and the pre-Adamic age. And by the way, as I said, Doug, this year at Branson, my goal and my prayer is that the people that say, well, the earth is only 6,000 years old and you're you're misleading people of God. Yeah, the recreated earth from Genesis 1, 1, 1, 2 forward. But the world that first Peter, the, the apostle Peter says, the worlds that were, that was a pre-Adamic era. And that's the stuff that has got to be worked out. They both are true. But because the Christians won't deal with, quote, the, the Genesis 6 issue, I mean, we can't deal with sex, uh, you know, with uh, fallen angels and earth women producing giants and the mighty men of renown and the legends of all ancient history. There's no ancient history that has written or symbolic language that doesn't deal with that or the gods coming to earth, mating with earth women and producing superheroes. So point 
point one. This is so critical that people understand. You're in a fight for your grandchildren's life. You're in a fight for your wife's life. And by the way, I've had some really um, interesting talks with my wife, okay? Because I tell her, I say, listen, I understand what you say, you know, to trust God. By the way, I'm not at odds with her. But, you know, you just sometimes you, you, you women look at things different than men. But what I'm trying to tell all women, including my wife, the last thing they want to do is be taken captive by these monsters, okay? The united uh, 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 nothing monsters, the UN monsters. You don't want to be taken by these people. Look what they've done to the Azidi women. Look what ISIS does. Look at, and you hypocritical females in, and that I'll leave off the second line, uh, in Hollywood, in Hollywood, you Me Too movement, you have women being stoned, being disemboweled, being raped to the point of their insides are on their outsides, being beheaded, burned alive, drowned alive, everything that you could do to mutilate uh, 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 whore to the Kurdish women. God bless them. And, and they at least form uh, sniper squads. They know if they're caught, they're dead, but they want to take one more evil bastard off the scene that doesn't kill another woman or have to go through it. The hypocrisy of the left, the view, yeah, the view, a view to the kill. Ladies and gentlemen, if you watch that dribble, in my opinion, you are subjecting yourself to a flash vomit stream from the netherworld, in my opinion. And mm. the bottom line is, is those of you who, who, who are listening to the gospel according to Oprah, in my opinion, have already been deceived and at some point, your deception will cost you your life. Who do you listen to? You listen to the word of God. Who do you listen to? Who do you support? Who do you, who do you, who do you want to support? Pastor Langford, he preaches. I, he, David, I talked to him last night. Like, when I say Pastor Langford, that's in respect of who he is. When I say David, that he's my friend. The bottom line is, is he said, an, uh, an older gentleman said, I hate listening to you. Because you convict me every time, but I, I, I can't quit because I know it's true. I'd rather be chastened by the Lord than forsaken by the Lord. And, Doug, this is a wake-up call. And, you know, when, when we get into the second hour, I don't think people understand. We're now seeing people fighting over Popeye chicken sandwiches. By the way, I didn't even know what that was, okay? I've never had a Popeye chicken sandwich. You've, you're watching people ready to commit murder over a piece of chicken, you know? And I would say this, that's really a bunch of dumb clucks, okay? Clucks, C-L-U-C-K-S. Well, you really meant something else. No, I meant cluck, 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 like chickens. You know, the battle cry uh, of the ancient church was, you know, onward in the name of Jesus. No king but Jesus. The battle cry of those who claim uh, 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 to be his followers is, well, let's just get together and have a group hug. Let's just really find out what they really have to say. You know, they're human beings, too. Not if they have surrendered their personalities and their bodies to demon occult possession. The church has zero, and that which calls itself the church, has zero uh, discernment, zero discernment. And we want friendship with the world. Okay, let me tell you what God says about that. God says, friendship with the world is enmity with me. 
It means if you want to be friends with the world, you are declaring yourself an enemy combatant and God is at war with you. Well, I don't believe that's true. Well, of course you don't. You don't believe anything in the Bible, though you claim to be a Christian. This is why the great falling away is coming, Doug, because the pulpits would not preach uh, an uncompromising message. We yielded in all areas of civilization, society, and art. By the way, Francis Schaeffer's got a great book on art. That art reflects uh, the uh, attitude towards God. I mean, when I, I, I did, I used to travel. When I went to the great art galleries of Europe and I beheld the Uffizi or every, you know, any of the uh, marvelous, the, the, uh, especially the galleries of the Renaissance, and, you know, uh, it was so astonishing to see the magnificence of, of what Michelangelo and Leonardo did and Botticelli and all of the sculptors and all of the painters and, and all of those who, who honored the, the majestic creation of Almighty God. Then you get into, and look, I was an art history minor. Then you go into all of the, uh, if you will, the abstract and, and the changing, the distortion of mankind. And, and yet art is a perfect example. Now what do they call art? I think an original Warhol Campbell's soup can is in the millions. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, so it, it, we're, we're lost. We're uh, but but lost. see, Steve, I, I think you're wrong because if you look at that abstract structure outside of the county building or city hall, whatever city you might be living in, and, and you wonder what the hell is that? Um, well, you're just not enlightened, okay? And it amazes me, Steve. You mentioned art. I love art, especially the uh, landscapes of uh, the Hudson, more more recently and contemporary, the Hudson uh, River School uh, type uh, uh, landscape paintings and such. I love that. Uh, but, but see, isn't it funny how the left or the um, demons, if you will, I, I don't know what else, how to describe them, how they've convinced many people uh, that the this modern art, this abstract art, is is so deep. No, it's not. It's garbage, and it's it, to me, it's an affront to God. And I think you said it because art is reflective. It is. Man, art is so reflective of uh, the, the praise to God, and people don't really get that. Um, and folks, if you do, great. If if not, well, you know, maybe art's not your cup of tea or whatever. But uh, understand, it's 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 a problem. But understand, ahead. understand Jesus. There you go. Ninety-nine percent of the people don't know who he is. You know, when I wrote the book "Jesus: The Premise, The Promise," that is my last book that I wrote. Uh, Daniel Holdings is bringing out an, uh, a book that all he did was interview me on the phone. I didn't write a word. He, uh, you know, he just said, "Tell me." In essence, it's it's my legacy to the future. Okay, and in in the book, it's called "Midnight Strikes," and. You know, Doug, I went on your show, year, uh, what was it, a year ago when I gave you those 10 things or I read them on the air, 10, was it a year ago or two years ago that the Lord had given me? I still and, have them handy too. Yeah, yeah. And Daniel, uh, you know, is 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 interviewing me and it's when midnight strikes and uh, it's, uh, it's really a power. He's a gifted writer. He'll also be a speaker this year at Branson. But here's the thing. The people do not know Jesus Christ as who God reveals him to be. Let me give you a good example. Good example. When you go to the Uffizi Gallery, and actually it's not Uffizi, it's in another gallery in Florence, Italy, and you see 
Michelangelo's David, which was sculpted out of a single piece of Carrera marble. Actually, Carrera, the Porsche, was named Carrera out of that quarry, marble quarry, because of the excellence of, uh, there's been no piece of marble equal to what uh, uh, Michelangelo was able to see. He said he saw David in his completeness in that piece of uh, uh, marble. Well, that's that's just beyond genius, okay? So when you see that in the book of Colossians, it, in the 16th and 17th verse of the first chapter, my favorite hallmark scripture, I'm gearing it all, everything I do is premised upon that, Obviously, the other scriptures too, but is this that it says that everything that exists consists by the word of the power of the Lord Jesus. God gave the blueprints, Jesus created, and I see Jesus himself uh, kneeling beside clay, just clay, the stuff that God spoke the world into existence. But taking that clay and with the moisture of his breath, forming Adam, and I can't even listen, Michelangelo's. David is cool, but I can't even imagine what Adam would have looked like in the reflection of God's image and likeness. Go with me on this, Doug, okay? All right. It took the moisture. It took, in essence, the living water coming out of the author of all waters, God in heaven. There's a river before the throne of God, starting to mold the clay and then breathing into Adam, if you will. Imagine Adam's lifeless at that point. But a marvelous, something that nothing and no one in the universe has ever seen, including the angels that watched it. And then he, 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 he bends over and breathes, gives Adam heavenly, heavenly resuscitation. Adam becomes a living soul. He explodes with the life of Almighty God. And the first thing he sees is the smiling face of Jesus. That blows my mind. The intricacies, the the the, the uh, systems that that were called into being at the point of that formation, and and Adam's brilliance to be able to name everything that God had created by nature. Adam could tap into the very mind of the Lord Jesus Christ before sin. So isn't it fascinating in the art thing to see the degradation being carried out now into the genetic thing? If you watch the downward spiral of people that are getting tattoos and piercings and horns and uh, distortions, body distortions, that's where they're having things broken or implanted or spikes coming out of them and, you know, 18 spikes or nine spikes on each side. That's outpicturing. That's the very evil spirits in them taking on their pre-destructive appearance and their re-intrusion likeness. Does that make sense? Perfect Those sense. When they get cast out, they didn't look like Troy Donahue and Annette Funicello. I mean, <laughs> they were ugly creations. I, and, and that dates me. I remember, you know, the surf movies with Annette, and I remember Route 66 with Troy Donahue. He oh, was yeah. a heartthrob, you know. Beach Boys, hey, Beach Boys, I was raised on them. The bottom line is, is that the magnificence of God's creation now is being distorted, destroyed. It's being, uh, how do I say this? It's perverted. Perverted, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking for a stronger word than that, okay? Uh, it, okay, perverted, but it's becoming so uh, non-related to the original. 
The oh. purpose of all genetic manipulation, and by the way, you know, critics can go pound dirt, eat dirt, and basically cry tears of uh, hatred. But the thing is, is that I went on record 25 years ago as to this day that is now. Then I republished the book. First one was Genetic Armageddon, uh, you know, Today's Technology, Tomorrow's Monsters. And then I basically put out Xenogenesis. Uh, changing men into monsters, and the last one was obviously terminated, the end of the human race. What more can I say except to say this? Jesus, as the captain of my ship, that means, you know, and and I start out as a ship of fools, now at least I'm headed. I'd rather be a rowboat in the right direction than a, than a, a three-masted uh, sailboat and going in the wrong direction, okay? But the point is, is that, it is now to the point that every single story you read on my site, I link to them on Drudge, on Tom Horn, wherever they're at, you know, Wired, Singularity, H+, plus, 100 different magazines, it's this. The bottom line, and let's just cut through the chase, okay? The bottom line is God didn't do a good enough job. No, God did too good a job. That's why Satan destroyed it. And because he hates everything that God created, because God saw that it was beautiful and good, well, Satan's destroying it, everything. It doesn't matter if it's animals, it doesn't matter, micro, it doesn't matter. And Satan's out to destroy it. And in its place, to produce such a, if you will, convoluted, manipulated, uh, and manipulated forms, not just form, forms of heretofore unknown uh, ugliness, perversion and desecration there you go ugliness perversion and desecration so wow. jesus really is a mighty savior and so again you know we're almost done in the first hour but have you brothers and sisters sold your birthright for the praise of men and i want to take on do we have a few minutes doug we've you got about I, uh, 45 seconds for this okay. hour this segment and we'll go into the next one but I want to take on all you nameless cowards that email me with like this, the sword of the Lord. Don't use my name. That's what they'll say. Or God's God's anointed, no name. Uh, God's appointed, no name. Uh, uh, fist of Yahweh. And whenever I get any of the Yahweh people, sorry, I, I'm not bringing you in, but everybody that I have come into contact with that, they're always really sick. And, and, and I don't even want to describe what they talk about with their certain names. But the point is, Doug, this is where we're at right now. We either stand now or we're toast. It's over. I, I love uh, it, and, and I totally agree. We have to act. It, you know, look, we pray, yes, but we need to act and prayerfully act because if we don't, then uh, what next? Are we going to allow ourselves to be subjugated? And even more importantly, are we going to allow ourselves, our dependents, our children and their children to be forever subjugated. I don't think so. You're listening to the Hagman Report, where truth can't be silenced. Special guest, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. We're going to be right back. Stay right where you're at. Welcome to Hagman. It's the Hagman Report, where truth can't be silenced. We're not going to be silenced. We've got a message to, to deliver to you today. My, my good friend, uh, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, is on with me. And, you know, 
where we find ourselves today isn't it uh, isn't it funny where we find ourselves well, not funny uh not haha funny but ironic because i feel like i was warned we were all warned and right now we are not in a good position now before you move on with the program folks i just want to tell you something i am you know the more i deal with with people and i say this lovingly with about people uh, i love my my dog I, I love lady the studio dog and i love theo her stepbrother who as a matter of fact visiting the studio now but for all of my pet loving listeners you're going to love this you know how much i've raved about whole tones frequency based music to help help my wife with insomnia well we've received a, just a ton of testimonials testimonials from listeners telling how much they've they've been sleeping better often people have mentioned how it has helped their pets too Michael Terrell, the creator of Whole Tones, has a dog that he loves and treats like family like I do. So it only made sense. He created Whole Tones for pets. It's calming. It's soothing. It's a soothing music for our stressed pets. And let me tell you something. When you're stressed, your your dog, your, your pets can sense it. Well, this music player comes preloaded with a nearly one hour of 396 hertz whole tones. Music, the frequency the customers have said works to calm their pets. It works on Lady the Studio Dog. It works on Theo. I'm going to tell you, it's wonderful. The music is designed to give relief to your furry companions that are dealing with separation anxiety, being overly stressed and scared from loud noises such as fireworks and thunderstorms. It can even help with antisocial behavior in cats and more. Set the player on your countertop, plug it in, and it will play automatically. You will, you're going to notice, I guarantee you, a positive difference in your pet. If they are at peace, you too can be at peace. Folks, do me a favor. Visit WholeTonesForPets.com. That is WholeTonesForPets.com. Look for the link in the program description box at HagmanReportLive.com and use the promo code HAGMAN to receive free shipping. One more time, WholeTonesForPets.com. Use the promo code HAGMAN, H-A-G-M-A-N-N, to receive free shipping. Lady, she loves it. She sleeps so well. Um, and it, so does Theo. And I'll tell you something. Our pets, are, aren't they just uh, great? They really are. I know, I know Steve um, feels the same way about uh, his furry companion. And, uh, you know, Lady, of course, she's the queen of the queen of the studio. But anyway. All right. Now, the first hour, we're t- and, and, and I'll tell you something. There's a reason the first hour, talking about what Steve Quillett posted 25 years ago now uh it's just amazing how time flies and where we find ourselves today and there was a reason i played that that audio clip about uh with of jim jordan kind of summarizing a clarification uh boy are you confused yet this is where we find ourselves now advanced to 2019 we are in a fight of our lives in case you haven't noticed this as steve as steve said as steve said a quarter century ago you're gonna you're gonna this is where we're gonna be Right. He might have been early, okay, but he at least I, I'd much rather be early than what good is it when you're late. So um, here's the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. We are at war. You and me, we are at war. And you may not know it or not because it hasn't touched your door. It hasn't darkened your threshold, touched your doorstep yet. Maybe you haven't been kicked off of uh, uh, Facebook or Twitter if you've got an account. Maybe you haven't been 
demonetized or deplatformed like Alex Jones has. Maybe, oh, by the grace of God, you are not sitting in a courtroom like Al, Al, uh, Roger Stone, who, you know, judged by what? His peers? I don't think so. Members of the Obama administration as a jury. Let me tell you something, folks. What is coming to you, what is coming to all of us, is oh, the, the weaponized uh legal system. We don't have a justice system anymore. We have a legal system that has been weaponized, hijacked by the left. And if you have not, if you haven't experienced it, you will. It just depends on degrees. The bigger the platform, the the, the better your stance for Jesus Christ and for the Christian message of Jesus Christ, the bigger target you are or will be. So, I tell you what, prepare, be fixing on on being, you know, smacked. Uh, lawfare is, as you saw, lawfare is active. Roger Stone, Dr. Jerome Corsi, Alex Jones, and I don't care. You don't have to like any of these people. You don't have to like them. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. The act is the same. The act is taking place right now. There's a. It's just. It's. We are. We are at war. And if it hasn't, again, if it hasn't visited you yet, it will. So with that, I want to bring Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. By the way, folks, if you haven't done so already, do me a favor. Uh, go to stevequayle.com. Sign up for Qfiles 2.0. You've got to do this. The messages that Steve Quayle gives you, oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell you something. I, I never thought, well, look, just do me a favor. Go to QFile or go to uh, stevequill.com. QFiles 2.0. Join. It's behind a paywall. And it, it, I'll tell you what, it, it's worth, in my view, two, three, four times the price. But the information you'll get is available nowhere else. That is uh, QFiles 2.0. Go to stevequill.com to do that. All right, brother, I didn't mean to take that long. By the way, is there another address we should go for a QFiles 2.0, Steve? No, the best place is just, Doug, to go on my website, hit the banner, the, the, the one you just put up. You know, by the way, that's courtesy of uh, Gary Cole, a tremendously talented guy. I will say this. Those who ordered the DVD, Distant Thunders, we've, we're sending out uh, links, private Vimeo links, uh, because it has been a nightmare. And, Doug, I want to bring him on your show yeah. and let people know what he went through. Absolute social ostracism death threats, everything else. And, and you know, again, it, it, as long as it happens to Gary Cole, big deal. I mean, that's what some people say. No, you made a statement. It's coming to you. And I want to. I just want to tell everybody, look, I went to a paywall because of this. I'm being censored now on an unimaginable level. Every day by going on a screen paywall, I think that's what it's called, whatever my paywall is called, the point is, is that by signing up, I can get to you and you can get to me. And I'm in the I'm in the process of setting up a messenger service, et cetera, because here's the deal. I'm going to be off the air, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be off the air very soon by their choosing. Yep. And I'm going to be in a position where I believe God still has me to have valuable stuff to uh, share I can no longer put out, and I, this is not bait or a trick, I can't put out some stuff for the general public. The question is, and I've talked to Doug about this, I'm talking to other people about this, I don't want to do this. But I'm going to have to probably put my whole site, which you now get on for nothing, I'm going to put it behind a paywall. 
I have people I got to pay. Doug and I have lawyer bills we got to pay. And thank God, thanks again, Brother Ed, for your graciousness early on. And, and Doug, since we're dealing with the legal bills, you and I are both paying, I want to make a challenge to you, lawyers out there, that do not understand, uh, and maybe you understand, but maybe you're afraid, or maybe you're not, but we are no longer in the world of, I would call it, uh, 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 any form of jurisprudence based on common law, based on uh, all the different forms of law. We are now in lawfare where they will use the their courts, their system, their judges to destroy. And so I'm calling today for those of you to contact Doug or me that will say, listen, until we can get a pot to work with in cash, we will help you guys. Some of the most horrific things in the world uh, that could be said against Doug Hagman, against Russ Dizdar, against myself, that are so out there, so outlandish, so absolutely demonically infested by professants to claim it or claimants to Christianity are beyond, uh, beyond in essence, just ignoring any longer. I want those of you who are duly licensed legal lawyers who, who even have uh, multiple states standing to contact us because you don't get it. They're going to come for you too. And this is this is the you know an ongoing nightmare. What people are doing is they're using the primary lawsuit to uh, in, in, envelop or to tack everybody in the world. And we'll be at liberty to speak more of that pretty soon. But the thing that's critical is we need the lawyers to stand up. This is what Coach Dave has been saying, Doug's been saying, I've been saying, and you guys need to come and help us stay on the air because. The lawfare that's going against Alex Jones will have him off the air. You mark my words. The Second Amendment, the attack of the Second Amendment. Doug, I really don't know how to say it any plainer than this. You know I've said it this way as strong as I That's your last shot. I could put up Brother Bob's vision. I could put up other visions of people, what they've seen, the horrors, the hideous thing is what they're going to do to your wife, what they're going to do to my grandchildren if I don't stop them. And if it costs me my life, so be it. But I am going to work to stop them with the power of prayer, with the power of voice, and with standing up. And by the way, it's going to take firearms to keep your firearms. So don't give me that crap that, well, they're just going to take away those dirty AR-15s. Wrong, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want the guns. They want the gun owners done. Do you understand when you've got demon rats talking about nuking gun owners? about showing up and just blowing them away? Do you understand what's at stake? Even Vladimir Putin years ago, I quoted it, said, said, hey, Americans, don't give up your guns. He knows what the plan is. The United Nothings, and by the way, Doug, I gotta tell you something. The information I'm getting from my source behind the scenes, many, if not all, of these food recalls are staged and fake, okay? Right. They are intentionally keeping the food sources and the, well, not even food sources, but the uh, finished product out of the hands of the American people, out of the stomachs of the American people. And basically what they're doing is they're restocking a lot of the underground military bases that George Bush Sr. closed, where a lot of U.N. troops and a lot of foreign troops are already bivouacked. 
Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear some horse's wrong end of the, uh, uh, what is it? When you hear the wrong end of a horse, usually the southbound end of a horse telling you, well, I would see him if that was really happening. You don't understand the Cold War. Every major military base that was closed had deep underground uh, facilities to keep our military from being decimated in a nuclear exchange. Now, guess what? Those bastards, B-A-S-T-A-R-D-S, uh, who are the spawn of fallen angels and earth women or their genetic inheritors are planning your destruction. They're going to starve you out of existence. You can read the book on Stalingrad. You can read what women had to do. You can read what's going on with the ISIS women. Do you care? And I want to say this. Sorry, all, all, all gloves are off now. Those of you who are uh, uh, attorneys who know what's going on, step up and help those of us who are on the front lines. If we go down, look, one after one, the old guys, even older than us, are, are being taken to eternity. What's left? Who's left? God can raise up stones. And I'm saying, Lord, obviously, then I'm going out into a field of stones, river rocks. We got the Gallant River. We got all three rivers that form the Missouri River. I'm saying, Lord, see all those stones? Lord, if you can say, come from the four winds of the Spirit of God and breathe upon uh, Ezekiel's boneyard, then, Lord, raise up stones to praise you. Because, God, I'm sick of your people. And I am. I'm si Forgive me. I'm sick of those who claim to be God's people won't even name the name of Jesus. Amen. God, I believe there is a place for righteous indignation. Righteous indignation is about his holiness, his great name, his great power, it has nothing to do with my hurt feelings responding that way. Where are the people of God? God asked the question too. Who will stand for me against the workers of iniquity? Yes. Well, I, that would be the longest Jeopardy theme song in the background to wait for somebody to answer that. Thank God for the women of God who are intercessors. But here's the deal. The women of God intercede that men of God will arise and take this stuff on. I, for one, am tired of having to uh, to, and I won't do it anymore, and, and I'm, I'm not going to stay in their court. I'm going to go into the court, and you and I both know this, by the grace of God and those who will stand with us. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's your lives. If I had my way, seriously, if I had my way, I'd punch the screen, I'd take this phone, iPhone, spelled with an F-O-N-E, and I would basically pull it up, and blasted with one of my, you know, uh, weapons. And I would. And I'm gonna, by the way, when I do that, I will post it. You can try calling it all you like. The thing is, it's a heliphone, and and now we're even on the hella screens. But please, while we still have voice, I hope, Doug, you know, you come out on this program day after day, night after night. And the bottom line is you're hoping that something you say can motivate. But at the end of the day, if I care about your life, if I care about your family, if I care about your children, and I care about your grandchildren, and, and you don't know half the stuff that goes on. If we tell you the truth, then we're, oh, we're just melodramatic, we're drama queens, we're fear porn. If I hear that word, I want you to know something. You hear that word, it's a CIA term, question the person that uses it. They're on the other side. And, and I can tell you this, there are so many accommodating pastors. I got a letter from one. Listen to this, Doug, real story. A lady who listens to me, and I didn't know she was 90, got two of my books to give to a pastor in Alaska. The pastor sends me just kind of a, a sanctified, arrogant 
beep, beep, beep uh, letter and tells me, we don't allow that writing in my church. I want to send the books back and refund her money. She can't afford it. Well, I'll send that woman double her money. But I'll tell you this, may the Lord double unto that man who's in denial the true fruit of what he's giving his congregation, because that kind of attitude is a King Saul attitude. It'll cost him the kingdom, and I mean that. I don't even know the guy out of the blue, but instantly, you know, it was that. It's not, I, I'm not hurt because he doesn't like my book. I'm hurt because of the arrogance of that guy. So, Doug, back to where we're at on the show today, and I'm sorry for uh, running wild. I have to decide whether to put my website behind a paywall. Uh, I'm going to leave it up through November and probably December. After that, I can't do it anymore because here's the deal. I want to, to be able to bless the people of God. And I want, if I get 3,000 people that are, are willing to do the 10,000, I can cover my, my expenses, my employees and my mortgage. Yes, I have a mortgage, uh, you know, and then just trust God that whatever else I do, he'll, he'll bless it. But the thing is, is that unless people, you know what? King David said something. Thank you, Lord. He said, I will never offer unto the Lord anything that doesn't cost me something. Even when the ark was being returned, or he went to get the ark, he would not accept the uh, ark return without payment. He paid the man that owned uh, the acreage that the ark was on. So here's the deal. God gave it all to us, and I won't give anything uh, less than my best. By the way, can I just hold this up? The DVDs are in stock, and I got an email, you know, the, the uh, uh, oh. truth. 2019. They're in stock. I'm sorry for the glare. And they have gone all over the world already. They've all shipped out. Uh, and if you haven't got one, you paid for it, just email me. I think I've gotten four. And people are they're explaining or not explaining. They're thanking me for doing such a good job. I don't believe in giving the people of God second best. I don't believe in folding chairs. I don't. Obviously, there are times they're necessary. But I want to say to the world, this is the king of glory I'm representing. He's the savior of my soul. I pray he's the savior of your soul. He's the one who redeemed us. Can I offer him less than my best? Well, I. this is true. I'm, here, here's one of my typical uh, uh, dumb quackers, okay? Well, I just think you spent too much money. If you didn't spend so much money on Branson, I could get these uh, uh, tapes cheaper. Miss Duck Quack, send me an email, and please, not in your quacky voice, and I will gladly give these to you. I care not for your criticism. I care for your soul. And here's the deal. Doug, and, and I'm sorry, I, I am getting worked up. I, I think the reason why I'm worked up today is I'm watching our country being destroyed and overthrown, and the yappers and the clappers, and, and you know, I get emails. You and I both have friends, or let's say acquaintances, that email us, Trump's a chump, Trump's a this, Trump's a that. I agree. I get mad at Trump for all of his dumb, uh, uh, like not getting rid of his holdovers and stuff, but God gave us a time period. What the heck do you people want? You want blood in the streets? And oh, by the way, I've never seen it, but I've talked to people that have held 
their loved ones with bullet holes in them and half their head gone. I've talked to people that have been at the receiving end of, of some hateful troll. And by the way, my brother was murdered, and even though the cops knew who did it, they couldn't do anything about it. I don't know when he was murdered. My brother Clay, I think in 1988. So the deal is, is that I have a different attitude. Trust God. You bet I trust God. I trust God when I have to check under my car for bombs. I trust God when I get the, the uh, I don't know, the, the, the spam emails. We're watching you. We were in your parking lot the other day. Good luck. You can't even find me. But the point is, is that here's the deal. You think Alex Jones riding around in Austin without an armor, with an armored car is a, a melodrama? I thought that was probably the smartest thing anybody's ever done. I agree. These people will stop at nothing. But here's the thing. What will you do to stop those who will stop at nothing? I need a break, Doug. I'm going to steam, brother. Man, I'll tell you what. You are on fire. And you, you made some just some extremely great points now yeah just hang in there because we man i don't want to lose you mid-broadcast although it certainly would make great tv uh, it would not be uh, good for anybody but, but but here's the thing you know um as you you said so much you check under your car for bombs people oh they oh that's just bs yeah you know you would call the police if that were the case oh really yeah okay no no um any more than i would call the police when i get uh uh an envelope with a used condom or, or somebody, you know, pleasure themselves into a certain piece of a certain garment and they mail it, mail it, you know, when we talk about uh, certain subjects, all right, about homosexuality and such, right? So, I mean, yeah, there are people like that where I can't even have my wife sometimes open the mail if it looks a little bit fishy, all right? And that's not all the time. Or, or, or so this is what we deal with. And that's not to say, well, poor us, because this is what we do. But let me tell you something, okay? You meant, he meant, uh, uh, Steve mentioned Alex Jones, all right? He, Alex, they, they want to bankrupt. Well, they don't just want to bankrupt him. They're going to bankrupt Alex Jones. That's, that's their intent. But they want to shut him down completely. And, I mean, they've already done everything they can in their power to do so. And, frankly, they want to just wipe him out, absolutely wipe him out and, and basically kill him. I mean, that's what yes. they're after. Yes. Let's not understate, and and I, I'm sure there are going to be people who are going to take issue with this. But Steve, okay, you said it before. What was it? Nullify, uh, identify, nullify, identify, vilify, nullify, destroy. Right. We're at the destroy point. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah. So go ahead. I mean, yeah. I just want to give you a break there. Uh, you hit on everything, man. Well, here's the thing. They, there will come a time when the truth will be as precious as anything to eat and fresh water. There's a famine in the land right now for the word of God. And look, I'm 68. I was fortunate and blessed to be raised on some of the most powerful men of God in their day, some of the great teachers. I was absolutely uh, uh, trained as an early Christian by Francis Schaeffer and Oz Guinness and some of these guys, but Derek Prince and Bob Mumford and Charles Simpson. And whether you like them or not, tough. Don Basham, these guys had critically acclaimed ministries by some of Youth with a Mission's great teachers and preachers. Campbell McAlpine, one of my favorite of all times. The thing that is 
troubling to me is that outside of Dr. Michael Lake, and there are others, okay, but who really understand the necessity of providing a foundation based on truth, not just reaction and response, but empiric truth. Doug, I mean, I'm, I, again, like I said, God can, listen, I'm not limiting God in any way, but most of the people who have served this generation well, and look, I'm not aware of everybody out there, but what I'm saying, I am aware of the public persona and that which is on YouTube. And by the way, I now call that they vomit, okay? So YouTube is they vomit. Uh, the thing is, is that we're at this point where there are no grandchildren in the kingdom of God. And I believe that this is why Francis Schaeffer's works, you know, he was truly a prophet. He didn't say, I'm a prophet. Good night. He doesn't have a, I actually met a guy, I won't even tell you where, but he had a card and his name was, he was uh, Elder This or Bishop That. I, mean, I had a lot of guys with bishop cards. And, you know, and on the back was pastor, evangelist, teacher, shepherd, uh, uh, prophet, uh, anything you need, I got. It was, that was the statement. Well, God gave some to be, it's, listen, God's gifts and callings are without repentance, but God's gifts and callings are to bring people to repentance. There's a power statement, Doug. Wow. God's gifts and callings are without repentance, but the purpose of God's gifts, callings are to bring people to repentance right. and then to empower their lives. Because Jesus said this, here's something about the gospel most people don't even, even touch on and probably in 40 years of church. Going to a pastor who means well, but doesn't know any different. That for as many as receive him, Jesus, does Jesus give us the power to become the sons of God? Jesus doesn't say, oh, you just got to believe in your head, you know, and just go along with this religious stuff. Uh-uh. It's a transformational encounter with the living son of God who gave good gifts to men through the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit never passed away. The only thing that passed away was a passion for the Lord Jesus Christ, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the necessity to confront supernatural evil with the supernatural power of God. Wow. I've never quite heard it explained that way or mapped out that way. And I'm going to have to listen to that again on the replay. Um, okay. All right. So transformation, ultimately. Transformation. Yeah. Here's the thing. People are worried about, you know, when, when they start learning about the giants and the sexual corruption of the human race. By the way, my first book, Aliens and Fallen Angels, The Sexual Corruption of the Human Race. Man, I mean, just the title, Sexual Corruption. But let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen. Why is sex, perverted sex, hypersex, Porno sex. And by the way, I know a lot about that. God set me free from that world when I was going to go into that world to produce it. But I would, you know, I won't even say with anything, you know, the other than God redeemed me from that. The thing is, is that when you understand and start to do research on the fallen angels and uh, all that stuff, you get you get actually, how should I say this? Not acclimated, but exposed to the absolute uh degeneracy of history and the important part that sex plays. I don't believe that hunger is a primal urge. I believe that sex and the procreation, when God basically said, be fruitful and multiply, and the desire of the woman will be to the man, that's what the devil perverts. But now look what's happened. Everything is now turning against all of God's correction and mandates. 
The reason they, they the uh, alphabet people, with whatever uh, letters they want to throw in there with whatever, uh, I don't know what you even call it, new forms of created beings and their image and likeness, meaning the devils, no matter what they say, they want Christians dead. And I don't care about, about Buttigieg, okay, or Buttigieg, or whatever that guy's name is, that he's a Christian. He doesn't even know the scripture, Romans chapter 1. In my opinion, am I saying he's not saved? No, I'm saying the Bible has much to say about his lifestyle. Not in Romans chapter 1, but other. So here's the deal. If God ordained marriage as the foundation of his family on earth to be carried forth to produce his heritage. And by the way, children are the heritage of the Lord. 70 million little heritage bearers of the living God have been wiped out. And Doug, I want to say this. I don't know how, I mean, you know, I don't know what God's going to ask everybody on the white throne judgment. Uh, the great white throne judgment, forgive me, is for sinners. The uh, judgment seat of Christ is for Christians. But why didn't you even speak up? And my answer to the Lord is on that is, Lord, what really do those who claim to know you or be called by your name, what do they really care about? Could you help me, Jesus? I'm not being, uh, I'm not being sarcastic or irreverent. I just, I really have those questions. And because the Lord in his word says, henceforth I call you no longer servants by friends, I believe I can ask the king of glory's son, my Savior, my Redeemer, whose blood covers my horrific sin, that I can say, Lord, help me as your friend whom you created. Help me to understand this because I don't get it. Now, I'll get emails saying, well, of course, you've got to understand the nature of deception. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God's. You asked the question, Doug, at the beginning, how do you pretty much get this place? So how is it, okay? And, and when people, you know, there's a guy coming to Billings next week or in a couple of weeks, you know, who's all over the Internet. He doesn't, I won't even mention his name, who believes, you know, that there's seven or 14 raptures. You know, he has, he, he, he has all these visions of the end, but he never had visions of the end until the end visions were prominent. And now, you know, he's just been selling rapture, rapture, rapture. And all these people that just be uh, rehashing the same thing. It's like they believe that God's wound up the universe like a clock, which the deists hold, that there is no personal God, that we're not creating a personal God's image, and just stepped out and will come back someday to see how it all played out. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But again, I want everybody who believes in pre-tribulation rapture to take it to Jesus in prayer. And I want you to know the answer by the peace. And if you still have peace after it, then I, I can't say anything to you, then, then live with that decision. But also remember this, that no one is coming to your rescue. When this that's right. Yeah, no one's coming to your rescue. Go ahead, Doug. No, you're you're exactly right. And and although I don't believe that um, you know the timing of the rapture is a salvation issue, um, the the intellectual discussion it can lead to a deceiving or a deception that could um, in fact imperil you, uh, imperil a person in the days ahead. So that's all I want to say about that. But you had mentioned something earlier. You know, when you look at today's environment, you, you, and you had mentioned this the first hour, look at the appearance of some of these uh, leftist lunatics, the, the, the million women march or whatever it is, the nasty uh, P word, the, um, uh, you know, 
pea hat wearing uh, wearing um, women. They're tattooed uh, from really from scalp to toe. They've got piercings everywhere. They've got pink, orange, yellow, purple hair, um, or, or you know, half shaved, half not. Um, it, it, it's it, their appearances. Now, look, folks, if if. I believe that I believe that's you're actually doing a disservice, or you're actually mocking God by by doing what you're doing there. But my feelings aside, um, you've got the the women who are celebrating abortion, who believe abortion is a fundamental health care choice, right, reproductive right, when in fact it's murder, it's infanticide. That's really what it is. Combined with the LGBTQ community, combined with what I, you know, the type of uh, body art, if you will, that's not a correct description. That's what they call it, but it's really body perversion. Uh, but all of this connected to to what? To Genesis. Uh, all of this connected to the fallen angels. And folks, when you understand it, and what got me to understand it was Steve Quayle's teachings, his books, and the, the, the attending some of these conferences. I understand it now. I understand now how we got to this point in this perversion. And I just want to say thank you publicly for for bringing me here because some people will say what is what is, what does Genesis 6 giants have to do with anything where we are today? It has everything to do with where we are today. Everything and especially, you know, the sacrificing of our of our unborn or now born children. Uh, without remorse and those who celebrate and embrace it it's the doctrine of demons and man i'll tell you what those people who sit who sit by uh, and, and do nothing shame on you if if it's if it's me shame on me okay because i should be everyone should be doing something but there's one person even there's one type of person even worse i believe and that is the person and, and this is relevant because the center for medical progress david delayden 15 counts against him and, and three others Okay, Center for Medical Progress, they showed you exactly what Planned Parenthood was doing in that SOB of, a, of Kamala Harris, that, that, that scum bucket, uh, launched charges in the, in the Daleiden and Center for Medical Progress because they showed exactly the, the, the perversion of Planned Parenthood. And Xavier Becerra picked that back up, continued charging Daleiden and company. Because why? They didn't want you to know what was going on in Planned Parenthood. That's what it's all about. So it ties in. That ties in. Stone uh, in, on trial. Daleiden on trial. Lawfare. That's what this is. But it all connects back to, again, uh, Fallen Angels, Genesis, and uh, what uh, what you've been talking about forever. I just want to say that. And I don't know if I made sense, but it all it's all connected. Well, you know, Doug, I'm just sending uh, Eric the tech the picture of the, the front cover that the holdings and quail interviews, Midnight Strikes, Judgment Unleashed. This thing won't be available, but I want people to grasp the image. And if it, you know, it, I, as soon as it comes, if you could put it up, here's the reason why. When Greg Semkow, my artist uh, uh, illustrator, who's done all the magnificent stuff for us, when Daniel Holdings said, look, I want to interview you, Steve, and this isn't about me, so back off and slack off everybody out there. This is about a man who's probably one of the most gifted and truly, this isn't mutual admiration side, but I admire him, 
who was showing all this stuff, putting it in a fiction form years ago. And now God brings him and I together at this point in time in history. And the title of the book is The Holding and Quail Interviews, Midnight Strikes, Judgment Unleashed. And Doug, we are now seeing every other day stories about, well, you know, we should have told you about this asteroid, but this one is bigger than, you know, three football fields and is 90,000 miles away, blah, blah, blah. Tom Horn's total focus on his new book, Wormwood, and he'll be on the show with you and I next week, Lord willing, for two hours. I, I want people to grasp what, uh, you know, if a picture's worth a thousand words, understand, hey, thank you, Eric. God bless you, man. Thank you so much. And Doug, let me just explain what this is. It is pretty self-explanatory, but uh, Greg has a gift given to him by to be able to take the scripture and and if you see right there you've got a blood red moon the moon will be turned to blood you know and you've got the cities being uh, split by a great quake obviously you've got meteorites you've got asteroid and you've got the supercharging of the atmosphere uh that's out there again this is not for sale yet this will be for sale after the first year but because we're talking about this doug in the last you know couple uh what half hour or so 20 minutes of the show I wanted people to understand something. Never in the history of the world have the powers that be, the globalists, the Luciferian, the Satanists, the puppets, the, uh, uh, if you will, the fallen ones, the Nephilim puppets, never have they put such a clamp down on the truth as they're doing now. As you know, Doug, I've talked about uh, Cascadia. The, I'm actually meeting uh, for our post-production meeting in a half an hour after with this broadcast, but never has there been such a cover-up and cover-over of the true nature of stress that is going on in the Earth, in the Earth's magnetosphere, in the cosmic ray bombardment, in the asteroids, and then the great attractor that I believe is going on. Here's the great attractor. When everybody's manipulating the upper atmosphere, the stratosphere, uh, you know, with harp-like technology and all that various scalar technology, the Earth's core, the center core, the black sun, if you will, it's causing an, if you will, an intergalactic effect to suck this stuff in. God created everything in such a beautiful harmony and balance. But when this stuff starts to happen, stuff gets out of balance. Now, I believe God uses stoning in the Old Testament as a form of capital punishment to show he uses the same thing in the fallen angel realm. And so just as the Holdings and Quail interviews, Midnight Strikes, Judgment Unleashed, people are going to see something. One of the uh, things I sent you years ago, was it years ago or now a year ago? I forget. Please forgive me on time. But on the things the Lord showed me is planets would be disturbed in their orbital uh, planes and they would start to go into elliptical orbits. Just like Velikovsky stated, just like Donald Patton, uh, the Mars Earth Wars, these are these are you know the famous authors. And so now what I'm seeing and what I'm getting is from the different people around the world, these people, Doug, are scared for their lives. They don't want to die, but they do want people to know what the truth is. And for the record, I have no death wish. And I want to thank all your listeners who pray for your safety and my safety. This is a melodrama. But OK, ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a question. Put it into perspective. I'm gone off the radio and Internet. Doug's gone off the radio and Internet. There is no more Alex 
because of uh, Pastor Langford preaching the gospel. There's no more David Langford. There's no more anybody that tells it like it is. What then do you do for information? Well, my bottom line is you, you start saying, God, help me to recall that which is important for me to know and teach me. But then you need to be, I need to be, we need to be in the word. We've got to read our Bibles, even if it's a psalm a day. You know, we've got to start memorizing scripture because as we get old and I'm praying, mine hasn't gone and I pray it doesn't, I rebuke it, but I don't want to lose my short-term memory. I don't want to lose my long-term memory. And thank God, uh, you know, I eat enough uh, uh, MCT oil and all the brain stuff and everything by my loving wife. And by the way, I'm on a meat-only diet, meatheals.com, and it's having remarkable effects in uh, the people that are doing it. I'm not pitching a diet. You don't buy it. You just eat that way. This is why the devils that are want to kill off all the livestock and want you eating green goo, soylent green. By the way, there is a, and it's not made out of humans to my knowledge, but there is a soft drink or some kind of a fruit drink now called soylent. Have you seen that? Yeah, I I heard about it. I haven't seen it, but I heard about that. Um, yeah. So, it, 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 by the way, you're right. I just want to say real quick, you are correct about the war against the carnivores and the meat eaters. I'm telling you, it, it's it's that's actually demonic and it's got roots deeper than you can imagine. Go ahead. Yes. And, and here's why, again, when you uh, listen, I've watched very closely mind cults and they always rob the their inductees of protein. Meat is not on the menu. They want to keep them in a, if you will, a stupefied state mentally. They want to keep them in an unhealthy state in order to program their minds. And it's just like this. On And listen, we are being attacked on a molecular level daily by our diet. The denizens in our diet, the demons on the menu, the demons in the menu, the demons. And I'm talking about spiritual evil entities. 50,000 artificial flavorings, colorings, additives, and it's known that in literally a large percentage of the contemporary colorings, flavorings, and additives are based on baby parts. We are being transformed into cannibals on a genetic basis. You are what you eat. You become what you eat. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, it's a big deal. The fact that there, there should be storming and I mean storming local capitals. You don't have to go to Washington. Go to your local capital. But everybody should say, we've had enough of the slaughter of the innocents. We've had enough of this. We've had enough of you. And, 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 but you know what? People won't do it. because. And I want to say this. Another dangerous attitude that I see is old guys saying, well, you know, I got health issues. And, you know, I, I just won't be here much longer so my kids can deal with it. Yeah, really. That, that is my, I won't even define it, but you can probably guess it, PMO number two, least favorite thing to hear from people. Yeah. PMO number one, and that's, you know, what it is, <laughs> infuriating me in language, that the people are more concerned if I say crap, if I say bastard, which is a biblical term, the scripture says, you're not bastards, that dumbass speaking, biblical term, and yet I get self-righteous people that say I'm unhinged. Well, look, join the club, pal. The AI robots do a better job than you, Mr. M.M. That's really, uh, you know, um, a name. I won't name him because I don't do that. 
But what we do need to do is get to the point where we understand, let me put it in this perspective. It won't be tonight, not necessarily tomorrow, but some point in the very distant future, your life, Doug Hagman, my life, all of our lives are going to change in an instant. Yep. Again, I want to I want to paint a picture. This is what's been told to me by the guys behind the scenes, the bankers. And I'm not talking central bankers or even sovereign wealth funds. I'm talking about somebody above them. OK. And the guy happens to be a Christian. He said, the Lord said, I'm to tell you to tell God's people what's going on. I didn't seek him out, Doug. And uh, it came in an answer to a prayer. I said, God, can you send me an angel, a literal angel? I'm not Daniel, but God, I'm dense. That's my statement. I'm not Daniel, but I'm dense. I, I, I've, I've said everything I can say. I've written all these books. I've had fabulous help. Uh, you know, my friend, the late Duncan Long, went to be with Jesus. He and I were on the same page, literally at the same time. God bless him. Uh, the last message I was able to give him, you know, days before he died was Duncan. When the, And he said, Steve, I'm going soon. I said, Duncan, when you get to heaven, you're going to be overwhelmed with the amount of people that have been one to the Lord through our our joint efforts. Ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've, I've said to the Lord, Lord, listen, take whatever rewards I have and give them to somebody. But get me out of the powerlessness of my own life. I want to be able to see miracles in people's lives. Speaking of miracles, Susan Duclo of uh, All News Pipeline, thank you all for praying for her. She's out of the hospital. She's walking. She died four times, Doug, and they brought her back. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And I had asked on my, whatever I do, that blog, vlog, you know, vlog is video log or whatever. I still don't know the terms. But the point is, and people pray, thank you all. She's alive today. She sent me a thank you and th wanting me to thank all of you for praying for her. I got to pray for Stefan in the hospital. And I'm telling you what, I'm tired of conceding people to death. I did pray for Henry. You know, I and and that's God's call. I'm not God. God takes his uh, beloved home to spare him from the evil that is to come. But the point is, Doug, is if people, we need the help now, ladies and gentlemen. We need the help now. So I want to get back to the statement. We saw over the last weekend seven financial institutions lock customers out of their online banking. My statement to all of you using online banking, don't. Get off it. Write checks. Well, it's not convenient. Neither is a guillotine. The bottom line is, number two, credit cards were denied. Credit cards were denied. Yep. Number three, people couldn't cash checks, even with the check cards of the banks that had problems, seven of them. According to my source, Doug, $300 billion each night, and $700 billion is what's needed. One of my clients, again, uh, tried to withdraw some money. From one of the biggest banks, one of the big five, they jerked her around for one week. She had she had quite a bit of money. I don't want to give it away, but they wouldn't give her one fifth of her money without her having to say, "I'll close my bloody account down right now." And I'm watching this happen to people. So now, watch what happens when what is it? Electronic benefit cards, oh, uh, EBT cards. Yep. Yeah, when those don't work. Yep. What I'm trying to get people to understand is this. 
The fragility will will be used against all of us. The fragility will be used against all of us. You may say, well, if they devalue the dollar 50%, well, good, that means my mortgage will go down. No, it stays the same. See, this is how evil the whole series is. And I know this, Doug, the day will come, and I don't know when, whether I'm here on earth or not, you know, but the day will come as surely as night follows day, when if you're a Christian, everything you own will be taken by the state. Absolutely. Didn't we see that happen in certain communist countries? And, yes. and and you know something else, okay? What you just said there about the banks, uh, some great some great adages. If you if you don't if you don't own it, if you can't hold it, you, or I'm sorry, if you, if you if you can't hold it, you don't own it. That's number one. Yeah. If All you right. can't touch it, you don't own it. That's it. That's it. And and you know about the banks. Imagine uh, being caught without any uh, hard tangible currency on you. And I've seen this happen. I, I, I saw, I saw a, a, a young lady going to a store, just having a card. Okay. And the, the, the woman said, well, I'm sorry, our, our, the, the, whatever the system is, the things you put your card into, the things you swipe, it, it's down. We all cash only. And, and this girl didn't know what to do. Said, what do I do? Okay, it was like ten o'clock at night. What do I do? Well, yeah, I don't know, Steve. I'll tell you what. Um, well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I've watched and look. I don't drink coffee. Um, you know, I'm a tea guy, iced tea. Uh, the thing is, is that but I've watched people pay for coffee. So correct me, people, if I'm wrong. But is an average cup of coffee four bucks, three and a half, four bucks at Starbucks or whoever? Uh, maybe at Starbucks, but no, you, you, no. I mean, well, whatever it is, I've watched people use their cards, okay? Sure. Credit cards. And they say they're going to get points. I say, yeah, you're getting points all right, but do you understand the point of the points? The point is to track your spending. And here's what I want to make, explain to everybody, Doug. The profile of social credit scores are absolutely in real time. You go to XYZ Grocers, you use a credit card, bingo. It's then being profiled to let them know that every week, John Doe, Mary uh, White, go, and I, I, I hope there's no John Doe and Mary White's out there. I'm not picking on you. And that goes into their social credit score because then what's matched is what your earning power is against how much you're spending for a week. They know what your taxes are. Everything is a real-time, continual spy database on you, John Q. Public. That's right. Everything, everything. Now, every keystroke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my infamous, you know, cowards board here. That cowards are the people that use these and will never tell the real name. You know, every, every keystroke they make is logged. You know what a keystroke logger is. Sure. So, so here's the thing. Does it have to happen for people to understand? Well, gee, this is what they said on the radio. I'd rather have people say, or the, I'm sorry, the, the video. Uh, I'd rather have people say, they told me this is happening. Thank God I got an extra 50 bucks out of the bank or I couldn't buy my groceries this week yep. or whatever. And Doug, my goal, if the Lord allows, by the time I have, I'm praying for some breakthroughs financially, it will be monitored by someone else. I will not touch the money, but we've got a lot of widows and widowers out there. We've got a lot of social security. I can't take everybody. I told people if I could write a check 
for a million bucks a day, I would have needs for that much money a day. Not for me, for people's needs. Right. But God would I love, and I mean this, not taking the name of the Lord in vain. Lord God would I love to have somebody step up and say, you know, I got a lot of money and I got nobody to leave it to. And and we'll set up a foundation overseen by others. I don't, but that if let's say some poor widow lady just can't get herself to security, I don't want any of God's people to starve. I don't. That's my cry to God. So God, I don't know how long I got my 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 life. It's a fleeting thing. My days, who knows? But God can't. And listen, and here's how I talk to the Lord. Here's how I pray. Father, your word says that you are the Lord God of heaven. Is anything too hard for you? Your word says, if I ask my heavenly father for a loaf of bread, you're not going to give me a stone. Lord, I can't make people give to individual causes, but I, by the grace of God, Lord, can set up something with men of God of ultimate integrity and let them disperse the money. I'm just trying to raise it for that pool because it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. You know, and and for the record, I want to go on record as saying this. Never have I withheld any of my books, publications on a free basis to those who said I'm a widow. I'm a widower. I lost my job. Never. I wouldn't do it. So the thing is. I've seen that that happen. I've seen you do that. For, for, for those of you that think, quote, well, Quayle just peddles his fear to peddle his product. Look, I'm a businessman. When I spend a quarter of a million bucks that I have to sell a quarter of a million bucks worth of DVDs to get a quarter of a million bucks uh, on, on a new production or whatever. And now Cascadia, you know, Cascadia is out there. I floated the trailer before any, any revenue could come in because I'm so concerned with the timing of what's going on in the Cascadia. They can't build a break wall big enough for a tsunami. That's what the new proposal is. How is that working on the border? Wow. So, so here's the deal, Doug. I want to thank you for what you've done. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm going to make my last moments appeal to those of you who are lawyers. We need your help. We need you to fight the cause of those who are fighting the wars that lawfare that uh, warfare using the legal system is basically destroying voices, destroying lives, and destroying marriages because people have a passion to tell the truth. And, and, and our pockets aren't as deep as their pockets, but our God is greater than their God. Jesus told the disciples, you know, basically, go, get, go cast your net, catch a fish, and there was tax money in it. We need to help people. And, Doug, I'm talking practically. I have a plan, and real simple, I know how much proteins and rice, I know how much, you know, we can do with rice and canned meats while it's still available. I know that you cannot live. Some of these food programs are absolute whorehouses in a package. You can't live on 300 calories a day. That's not even a meal. I won't even name them, but I don't deal with them. Then you can come to Numana, who I deal with, and they've got non uh, you know, genetically manipulated stuff, but they, they have such, all the food companies that have even edible good food now, like Bob Griswold told me the other day, and I ask him this about every week, are there enough units to cover 100 people, family of four in the United States at this time for immediate delivery? He said, no, Steve, they're not. <sighs> Bob knows his supplier's back shelf. And ladies and gentlemen, what people don't understand, if it don't go in the field, and don't grow in the field. It don't go in the can. 
And if it don't in the can, it don't go in your pot. If it don't go in your pot, don't go in your belly. <laughs> you know, and you, you starve. So my, I have a plan. I really do. I'll be glad to share it with anybody that wants to step up. I have three men of mine that are, are men of outstanding business acumen that will, you know, handle the money and the disbursements. The check will go in. Like I said, this isn't about me. This isn't about Doug Hagman. But thank you for supporting Doug financially. Yes. Thank you for, for supporting me by shopping with me and, and buying our books and videos. But this is about others out there, ladies and gentlemen, because here's the deal. I'm convinced, Doug, if we will take this cause up now, when our day of hunger comes, that someone will have be there to help us too. We reap what we sow. And God does Boy. not will be a debtor to no man. And, you know, the Bible says, he who soweth sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who soweth generously shall reap generously. This isn't about, well, brothers, I got to travel on a $65 million Gulfstream jet because my $8 million, it just doesn't give me a room. It just doesn't give me a room to move. And God bless you. I know you might think, why, why does that man need a $65 million? I need to have move, room to seek the Lord. The people I know that are most powerful usually go into a two-by-two two or two-by-four, whatever a standard closet is, maybe four-by-four. Four. Forgive me, guys. I'm not a builder. And they seek God, and they cry out. But listen, by the grace of God, please, it's it's a shame, Doug. Not one, my prayer today in closing, is not one of your listeners, one of my listeners, one of our joint listeners, anybody will go without when we had a chance to make a difference. And I don't believe that time I, I believe we're running out of time. So please contact me, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want me to call you back, I'll tell you, I'll even tell you the three men that, uh, you know, that I want to administer this. So Doug and I can never be accused of, well, they just are making a plea to line their own pockets. No, I'm making a plea to fill the stomachs of my brothers and sisters who are going to starve because they don't have the money. They're out of jobs. They're out of uh, time. They're out of health. They're out of everything. But by the grace of God, if a condemned man can get a last meal of strawberry shortcake, uh, fries and everything, then what about those who are redeemed from the Lord? And I close with this, Doug. David said, I have been young and now I'm old, but I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging bread. God bless you, my brother. Wow. Steve Quayle, like you've never heard him before. Steve Quayle, my brother, thank you so very much. We will be in touch. May God bless you, and thank you for such an anointed uh, delivery today. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Eric, for putting that cover up. It said more than I could say. All right. God bless you, Steve. All right, folks, that'll do it for me tonight. Steve Quayle, that, what, what, how would you think of that? My goodness, wasn't Steve on? I mean, this will go down tonight, I believe. It's one of the most important programs, one of the most anointed programs in this in this platform's history. Folks, thank you so very much for everything. Thank you so much for standing by me, for standing by my brother Steve Quayle, for standing by all of us. Thank you for fighting the fight. May God bless each and every one of you. Until tomorrow, stay safe. Good night.